0: Hello, and thanks for joining me. My name is Chris McGowan. I'm the Principal Information Security Professional Practice at ISACA. Joining me today is Cindy Baxter, who's the Director of What's at Risk. Today, she's gonna discuss recently released ISACA journal article titled, Do Data Go to Waste? Welcome, Cindy.
1: Thank you, Chris.
0: So Cindy, before we jump to the article questions themselves, if you wouldn't mind just giving us a little background of your company and what you guys do.
1: Sure. I started What's the Risk after really living in corporate America for many decades. I was one of those people who made a number of dramatic changes during the pandemic. We moved during the pandemic, albeit only two miles. And I resigned my position in a large corporation to try and see if I could make it on my own. So it's been about a year. It's been a very interesting journey. And what's the risk is focused on business continuity and resiliency. I had written the Business Continuity and Disaster Recovery Audit Program for ISACA back in 2021. It's an area where I had a lot of background in a couple of the corporations I worked in. And the focus is really, over the past year, has morphed into being more on the regulatory and environmental side of things. A lot of interest in my community regarding climate change, the environment. And actually, the article that we're going to review today is one of those interesting tours that I took, not really thinking about the overall initial audit impact. And then, it, it, of course, it became something that was very, very intriguing in terms of how a water treatment plant needs to put in controls, handle environmental issues, and a whole host of other things that was kind of up my alley in, in terms of the business that I've started.
0: Thank you. I have to admit when I uh, first read your article, I didn't know really where it was going to go. And then once I really read all the statistics and everything, I was quite shocked on what data was actually collected and how much of it. So that would lead me into my first question is in uh, what sorts of data does the Massachusetts Water Resources Authority manage? So
1: Chris, it's a really good question and it's a little bit funny. So there are some obvious data points that the MWRA, Massachusetts Resource Water Association collects Obviously, water cleanliness, sediment rates, and what's being released into the ocean. Everybody would kind of expect that that's what's being collected, water volumes in the facility. But the director that I was lucky enough to interview kept emphasizing financials. And I just kept glossing over that until it finally hit me in the head that when you have a waste or water treatment plant, they're serving a number of groups, but principally they're serving a number of communities and individual ratepayers like you and me. So when they look at all of the controls and all of the different data, Everything has to be justified to those ratepayers. So yes, they're collecting water violence. Yes, they're looking very carefully at a number of control points for cleanliness. They have a number of steps in the process that have to be managed tightly. Process management is critical for that reason. But ultimately there's also that how are you spending my money aspect of things. So things have to be tracked from not just data points that talk about water cleanliness and even given you know covid covid levels cuz that's detectable in water but is this worth the money that the ratepayer is being charged so how they make sure that they collect those financials and the audit aspect of the financials not just the water quality and and other points No, those all become very, very important. Beyond those financials and the water quality, there's also, because it is a plant, a number of OSHA controls that have to be managed very tightly. Safety concerns are paramount. Walking through the plant is a, a great visual of how controls are established because there are labels taped to all of the equipment. There are control points. There are safety stations. Everything is very structured, I guess is the best word to put it. So it's got a number of data points because there are a number of different audiences.
0: Yes, thank you. I have to agree with you. Looking from the outside, most people would just think it's a water treatment facility. All they do is clean water, and that's pretty much it. But obviously, it's eye-opening to realize that's not exactly the case. In reference to the wastewater treatment environment, you stated that it's a epitome of data collection and automated control points. Could you explain a little bit more about that?
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think this is where it really plays up for any risk management and audit professional. The plant really has so many different audiences that use information or regulate what's going on in the plant, that data points are are literally everywhere. If you think of, as you had said, Chris, You know, it's just a water treatment plant. But then when you think of what's behind it, and this gets into a little bit about that digital trust, this is the water we drink. I'm going to have a sip of my coffee and I don't have filtered water. I trust that the city, I do, I trust that the city has got clean water, but it's not just me feeling like it's okay. There's a lot of data to support that. And that data comes from the water treatment facility it has to be not only prepared for some of the data points that we discussed in terms of quality, volumes running through the plant, different stages in terms of of where the water is. There are also byproducts that come out that are then sold separately like fertilizer. So the sedimentation then becomes a natural product that people use. All these different things are used because there are, as I mentioned, so many different audiences. And to then have to take that data and make it ready for use by 43 different communities means you're parsing information multiple times. You're talking to different agencies who have different agendas. So the amount of data is huge. And when I spoke with the director, one of the things that he mentioned that was really critical was how to manage that data because there is so much of it and how to get it to the right audience. And he honed in on one of the areas within the plant itself, which is really useful when you think of what your job might be in the plant if you have all the data available to you, then it's not going to be efficient. You've got to dig around for what's important to what you have to get done in a day. And what they do, even just within the plan, is structure it so that people are really great at what they do, but it's supplemented by data that will make what they have to do efficient, high quality, and accurate. And all of those things bring digital trust. The fact that they can take all these data points that every different audience might want and then parse it over to that audience, make it available to the public on a near real-time basis is very impressive.
0: Yes, I think that was a good explanation on how digital trust and transparency and reliability makes the data that's produced very important. What's at the heart of the IS risk and audit professions that make the data so usable?
1: I think, of course, any utility, if you will, or supplier of public services like the MWRA is, is beholden to the regulations and therein lies the, the value of audits. As I mentioned, financial audits are key. They have a number of aspects that then allow the Deer Island treatment facility to not just continue operations, but make the necessary upgrades. So if you imagine the importance of solid infrastructure, something that's sound, that's reliable, it really depends on funding that's available to keep things maintained, but also keep things upgraded. All of that has to be justified because of the degree of regulation in the industry so that as a rate change occurs, it's not just covering the bare minimum, but it's covering the points that are necessary to keep all the other controls that an auditor or risk professional would want to look at under control. So certainly there's the financial audits that have to go on. The water quality audits, and it's a very automated system. So for auditors who do the checking and balance, use the automated tools that facilitate timeliness of reviewing the situation. And of course, it's very dynamic. Last week, we experienced 70 degree dry weather. Three days ago, we had three inches of rain. And in that adds to the volume of the plant. It all has to be monitored very closely. And you can't audit things manually. You have gotta be able to dip into those systems, look at what's going on. And just as the workers on the floor, You've got to be able to segment the process so that you've got a clean scope of work to get the job done. And again, the way the plant operates in such a structured fashion makes it a great audit assignment, if you will. It's a very good best practice to look and see, how do I make sure I've got a logical scope? How do I leverage automation so that I'm checking for exceptions, not trying to look at every single piece of data, and then not providing timely information?
0: Yeah, I have to say, the more I read the article, it's just really mind-blowing the amount of information that's actually collected and maintained. If you don't mind, could you talk to us about the PI Process Book and why it's important?
1: So the PI Process Book is, if you will, the overlay application that is used to take all of the data and then parse it out so that teams have what they need to run their specific operations. And in fact, what's meaningful now for the plant is that the process book is being upgraded to a new platform. So if you think of the degree of control that they have today, they like all of us have to keep up with technology. they're, staying on the same platform. It's worked very well. Deer Island, I think, is not just renowned here in New England, but has really become a case study in the U.S. and I believe around the world for successful regulation of an area that really was very polluted 30 years ago. It definitely is a tale of misuse of a harbor and the subsequent cleanup. And All of that is possible in terms of providing an excellent monitoring platform because the PI Process Book enables people to look at the right information at the right time and to go back to history so that you don't lose those historical trends and you can leverage that information as well to try to solve the problems that we may face today in managing the water and the plant and the safety.
0: Yes, I've seen the pictures of the whales off the banks of the facility, and it's really mind-blowing to think that. I know growing up, thinking about water treatment facilities, that the water's usually not that healthy around them just because of the nature of the business they do. But to see the pictures of the whales and everything, it's really amazing how things have changed over the years.
1: Yeah, it's, in fact, it's really interesting because my editor, Marita Jasper, and I were talking about that whale picture because it's one of those things that not only do you not see, but what was very interesting, we were looking at a number of different pictures to see what could be included. Because of climate change, the whales have come in further to Boston Harbor. So there were a number of sightings this year alone, and there were calves Plane in right in front of the plant. There's a brand new fishing pier that the Commonwealth of Massachusetts has set up so people actually sit there and they fish directly out of the harbor. I eat lobster from Boston Harbor, and people would have been scared to do that 10, 20 years ago. So it's definitely a sign of success and again enabled because the tracking is very good. The tools are updated when they need to be and it builds the necessary trust for all the different audiences.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great to point out and the fact that the way that they've been doing things can be used by other organizations or other companies or other whatever it may be to hopefully help improve their processes as well. Yes. Okay, to uh, sum it up, Cindy, how do risk management and audit professionals contribute to making data meaningful?
1: I think the importance that we as a profession bring to the table is first of all, due diligence. I think the whole theme of digital trust is an important one. And I think as a profession, we are the ones that help build awareness, have the opportunity to educate in addition to the kinds of checking, scoping that we may do. It's really important to make sure that the data has been reviewed carefully, that there's confidence not only in what people are going to be receiving, but that the people who are running the operations feel good because they can look at not only the data that's presented to them, but they've got validation from the steps that an auditor, a risk manager provides to know that the work that they're doing is on track. And that's critical. You know, again, it's something that one takes for granted and one takes it for granted now because of high performance, that the water is clean, that when it goes into the ocean here, the Atlantic Ocean, that the detection methods are thorough enough to know that it's okay to eat fish, that you can swim in the harbor, that you can do a number of different things and not worry that what existed you know, way back when the Clean Air and the Clean Water Act were enacted in the, in the 70s, that it's not like that anymore. And there's always a risk, you know, political climates change, ability to fund operations change. But ultimately, when you have an organization and you have a function that is so essential to what people do, and I briefly mentioned COVID, when you solve that baseline of everybody knowing that the water is clean, they can drink it, they can play in it, they can fish in it, and then you go above and beyond and you add valuable data that helps track and trace down pandemics, you know you're really adding value to the community, not just performing a baseline operation.
0: Yes, yes, I agree. Do you have anything else to share with our listeners?
1: I think the only thing I would, or an additional thing I would share is I guess, did not think about how much you can do locally in terms of seeing what's going on in the community or how different operations run. The Deer Island facility has tours. They've had tours for a long time. I just never bothered. And when I decided it might be an interesting thing to do this summer, I really was amazed. So I would encourage people to think about things that might be interesting, there's always a a number of different things that affect our profession, but they're not always immediately evident. I was the only person there besides a single community. There must've been 30 people there. That community was considering, should we build a waste treatment facility on their own, right? So they wanted feedback at a very personal level, but the NWRA had so much more to share. And if you've got that kind of advantage in your community, I would say definitely it's something to do. It's something to learn from. It gives you a whole different aspect on what auditing, what risk management is all about. And people love to talk about what they're doing. It's an amazing story.
0: Well, thank you. Being from the information security realm and cybersecurity over so many years, it's really enlightening to learn more about the auditing process and things like that from when I joined Isaca. So thank you very much for what you do. So I hate to end the conversation, but um, we're pretty much out of time. Cindy, I want to thank you for writing the article and joining me today. If any of the listeners are interested in reading the full article, Data Do Go To Waste, please click on the link in the description. That's it for me today. Thanks and hope to see everybody again signing off. Chris McGowan.